This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, tips for house moving with pets, safe Labor Day celebrating with your pets, and working dog rehab and retirement. That's what's on our show this week. Let's go. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Hi, welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves, Francesca. Coco, and our newest little diva, Miss Olive. Miss Olive is the cute little Italian greyhound rescue in the picture with the microphone. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Email us at doggydivashow at aol.com. That's D-O-G-G-Y-D-I-V-A show at aol.com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. We're here with our pet tip of the week from Monica Layton, president of Professional Pet Sitting. And Monica, there's always a time of the year when it's kind of like a big time for people to move, and it's sometimes a little bit challenging when you're moving with your pets. Can you tell us about that? Moving can be overwhelming at best for a lot of us without pets. But when you add pets into the mixture, and oftentimes, you know, it's like the last end thought because you're so worried about where are we moving to, where, you know. So I know finding pet-friendly housing and rentals in particular, apartments, things like that can be hard. Um, A lot of them have you know, minimums or maximums, like, you know, a two pet maximum only under 30 pounds. So definitely, you know, when you're looking around, you know, check to see what their requirements are. Um, but for our pet owners that are looking for rentals, check with a private landlord. A lot of times you can get more leeway when it comes to our pets with a private landlord as opposed to an apartment complex or a property management company just because, I mean, unfortunately, all animals are kind of grouped together when it comes to the realty business, it seems. Um, you can have the best behaved pets, but if somebody was in there prior to you and they had a pet that, you know, soiled all over their carpets or, you know, a cat that clawed up their blinds and they're left fixing that mess, they're going to have some stipulations for the next person coming in. Even though you may have the best well-behaved pets, it's a possible liability for damage, you know, when it comes to being a homeowner and a landlord. Um, so definitely check around, see what you can get as far as... um 
you know, restrictions. And then check for your fees as well. Um, some places, especially with, you know, a private landlord may not be as much as far as a pet deposit. Um, we've seen some as little as 20 to $30 a month extra to as high as 600 a year. Um, it just kind of, you know, varies as to where you're located and, um, what the requirements are. But looking for things, um, Trulia, apartments.com, realtor.com, Zillow, a lot of them will, you know, specifically have categories on there that have the stipulations as far as pets are concerned. And be upfront with your pets when it comes to um, talking to private landlords as well. Because if you highlight the good points on your pets, you know, my pet's housebroken, they're created when I leave, or they're old, you know, they're an older pet, they're very quiet, um, my pets are very friendly, they're on monthly pre you know, flea preventions. These are all things that you want to highlight to them because it'll show them that the pet's taken care of. They're not going to infest their house with fleas. They're not going to be barking at the neighbors. Um, you know, let them know, you know, what a good pet they are. And when you are moving from wherever you lived previously, if you had a previous landlord and it wasn't your own personal house, ask them for a um, letter of reference when it comes to your pets. They can be huge sometimes in changing some of the stipulations. Even with, I've heard it with in the past with some management companies, even though they have restrictions for dogs under 30 pounds or certain breeds, um, some have given consideration to um, potential you know, tenants that have letters of references from their veterinarian or from their previous um, landlord. So those are all great things to ask for and to have. Um, when it comes to moving day, try to keep those pets as stress-free as possible. Uh, make sure they have crates or cages to travel in. You can have the best pets in the world that are used to traveling in the car. But when it comes to moving, you have other people helping. They're in a new environment, a new neighborhood. Um, you know, they can get scared so quickly, you know, moving boxes and big loud noises from moving trucks or, you know, moving doors and, you know, things, something can spook them and they can scare more easily. So just make sure that they're definitely contained, cover their crate or carrier and definitely check a new house before you let the pets in. Um, there's been reports online to where, you know, certain, especially if you're moving into a house that was empty for a time period. You know, some of them put, you know, um, mice traps around or ant or roach baits, you know, in certain rooms just to make sure it stays pest free when it's empty. And then a lot of them, you know, the cleaning's been done, the bait's down, and then they have the lamp, the tenant move in, but the pets can immediately go in and, you know, snatch up a, you know, an ant bait off the floor or, you know, get into, you know, a sticky mess with a trap or get their hand snapped. So always be really cautious about checking everything out. And also, um, I've seen it in some of the rental condition reports as well that we don't have this issue here in the South for us in Florida. But um, up north, a lot of um, landlords and and um, management companies have used antifreeze in the past in the toilets to keep it from freezing through the winter months. So when you have a vacant house that is on the market to purchase, to buy, 
or to rent and it sits, you know, vacant for a couple months and it's the winter because it's not being flushed on a regular basis, they won't want it to freeze. So they've actually used antifreeze in there to help with that. So if a pet goes in and the toilet, you know, the toilet lids up when they go in, they can immediately, you know, have some issues. So always just know to check on those things before you get your pets, you know, free reign of the house. Um, let them investigate things slowly when it's safe and the people have moved things in. Um, otherwise, you know, try to bring them over at the end. Maybe um, keep them with a friend or a pet sitter or a, a kennel or something for moving day. That way you can kind of get everything in, get the heavy travel of people in and out out of the way. So that way it's a little more calming for your pet. Thank you, Monica, for these great tips. All of you who are looking to move, make sure you listen because they're great, great tips. Thanks so much, Monica. Thank you. Have a great week. Hello, everyone. Miss Olive and Sophia the Doggy Diva want to thank you for your amazing response to their special book, Miss Olive Finds Her Forever Home. And they want to let you know that Miss Olive Finds Her Forever Home is now available in both hardcover and softcover. And that's at Amazon.com. As Miss Olive says, woohoo, yippee! Thank you, everyone. Coming up, celebrating Labor Day safely with your pets. Stay tuned. Has your pet ever suffered from digestive issues, anxiety, or joint pain? We want to address these issues and more with high-grade CBD oil from Alpha, made specifically for your furry friends. Using Alaskan salmon oil as a carrier, Alpha Pet's 500 CBD oil is lab-tested for quality, consistency, and safety. Plus, we are giving Pet Life Radio listeners 25% off and free shipping with code PL25 for a limited time. So visit myalphacbd.com dogs now. That's myalphacbd.com forward slash dogs. Because your furry friends are family. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. As a pet parent, I enjoy celebrating the holidays safely with my pets. Labor Day is here with barbecues, family fun, and a lot more. And our nutritional contributor, Kim Gablin, Senior Marketing Director at Bill Jack Foods, is here with us today to help us celebrate safely with our pets. Hey, Kim, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure. Now, as I said, many of us are going to be celebrating Labor Day with family, barbecues, all fun. But while we're having our pets with us during these festivities, what are some of the things that pet parents should be prepared for? You know, one of the big things all these kind of holiday celebrations have in common is food. You know, so it's usually food and having all of our family around us. And, of course, you know, with our pets being part of our family, we want to have them there too. Uh, but there can be some extra kind of things to watch out for. Um, you know, certainly uh, when it comes to all the things that we have around, um, there are some precautions you might want to take. And, you know, there's, there's different ways to kind of manage this, right? You know, some dogs are very curious and very interested and want to get into everything. 
I have one of those dogs. I have a I have few. Lots of, <laughs> <laughs> I have lots of experience with challenges over over um, and and some emergencies over um, holiday weekends. Uh, but certainly, you know, it, there's there's some different ways you can deal with it. So, you know, maybe you could not have some of the things that dogs can't eat in the foods that you're serving. That's one way to kind of get around it. You know, some of the things that you might want to avoid are things like grapes and raisins. You know, we've talked a lot about chocolate before. Things that have high salt content. So, you know, again, you know, a potato chip isn't going to hurt your dog. Um, but if they eat a whole bag of potato chips or a whole bowl of potato chips, that's a, that's a lot of salt, you know, so that could then start to affect them. Uh, things like um, having corn cobs around that they might get into. Um, of course, alcoholic beverages. Uh, and another big one that we talk about is onions. So, you know, those are some of the, the kind of foods that are a little bit more toxic to have around when you're having a party. And so you may be able to maybe avoid some of those at, at your party and kind of um, skip that. Another thing, and I, and I talk about this, again, out of pure experience, is, you know, when, when your guests come, you may want to have them um, hang their jackets up. Uh, their purses up and their camera cases up. And I say this because there are things in our jackets like gum and xylitol, which is one of the ingredients in sugar-free gum, is is very toxic, right? And so many people, and I don't know about this, if you've been hearing about the soup, more people know about it, but so many people don't know how toxic gum is. Yeah, it's, and so, it's um, bad. Yes, yeah. And, and I have personal experience with this because my dog ate a whole... Um, a whole package of gum and because I knew that he did it when I saw it and saw the wrapper we were able to get him emergency care right away he lived to tell about it but very but a lot of dogs don't so you want to hang up jackets or coats Uh, purses obviously can have sugar-free gum in them that's where my dog got his sugar-free gum from Uh, but um, also they have medication in them so um, you don't always think about it you know you might have your guests come in drop their jackets or their you know camera case could have some medicine in it i had a friend who had some uh, tums in his medicine in his camera case and uh, the dog got into it so again you want to try to avoid those things by either putting them in another room or having them hung up when they come in um, into the into your place or you know you can also put up a sign you know you could say hey you know um you know my dog you know his name or whatever her name and you know um likes to get into things you know please keep your cups and um and uh food up on the table and so then people know you know not to feed the dog and also not to kind of share with them um accidentally <laughs> absolutely those are really great tips and and then some stuff i even forgot about so i'm glad you brought it up yeah, well, and a lot of people ask, you know, well, what, 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 what should I do if they do get into something, right? So, and like I was saying, you know, if they're going to get a lick of, you know, a soda in or um, that kind of thing, that, that's going to be fine. But again, if they drank a, a half of, of the pop, right, that's yeah. there, you're going to be, you know, want to be a little bit more concerned. You know, make sure that you take anything away from them, you know, if they get into something. Um, if there's a wrapper, you might want to hang on to that just so you have a little bit more information about it, you know, or if you've got the actual package that it came in. Um, check and watch your dog for any signs of illness. You know, feel free to call your veterinarian, obviously, right away. You know, just yeah. to ask the question, you know, and, and call your emergency vet, and they can give you some advice in case you get into something and make sure that um, if you know if you're acting quickly about it and you kind of know what you're dealing with, then you can uh, have a better outcome, certainly. And, and and then that doesn't ruin your party and everybody has a really great time, right, if you're avoiding all that stuff. Absolutely. And one of the things you brought up before on, on one of our um, earlier shows was you brought up how important it is to have your emergency vet and your vet's number in your contacts so that because when something happens, you're not running around looking for it and that it's... Um, 
it's right there in your phone in case, you know, heaven forbid something does happen that it's right there. So I remember you gave us that tip and right after you yeah. did it, I put my, you know, my, um, my vet's number in there for that reason. So something, you know, maybe, um, hearing this now, it'll trigger someone to do that because once you're in the emergency situation and with all of, we were just went in one, you know, six weeks, a couple of months ago. So it's, yeah. it was, it's good to have the number in there. So that's, you, you yeah. gave a lot of great information about that. And, and another thing, Labor Day, it often marks the end of summer, the beginning of fall, but what are a few ways that us pet parents can make the most of the warm weather? You know, I live in Florida, so I have warm weather all the time. But, you know, since we're heard nationwide, <laughs> what type of tips can you give for kind of like people hanging out in the what warm weather is left for their best friends? <laughs> yeah, you know, I know that um, this, last, this last week and a half, it's finally dropped into the 70s here in Ohio. And I think I saw that it was getting down into the 80s for you guys. I know, so, I can't yeah, relate. You know, fall's coming. <laughs> Yeah, I can tell it's coming. So here it comes. So it's, it's good to kind of eke out these last kind of beautiful days that we have, right? So, um, you know, if you're, if you can, you know, get out to the beach, get out to the dog park, right? You know, it's, it's easy to be able to, I mean, it's great. Google, even nowadays, you could Google dog parks and they literally show them on the map. Wow. It's it's awesome. So it's easy, you know. If you if you've never been to a dog park, um, you know, try to Google one and see. Yelp also has um, some advice, and also you'll get to see people's ratings of that dog park, um, so you can get a little bit more information. You know, we've got a great story on our blog about um, dog park etiquette, so you can read a little bit more about that. Um, but you know, dog friendly beaches and a dog park could be a, gr- a really great way to be able to to get out and have some fun. Um, certainly enjoying the water. Um, you know, the beach could be a fun place to have. Um, have some fun in the water, but you can also, you know, have your own little dog pool at home, um, you know, and cool down, uh, just a sprinkler even, you know, uh, is really nice. I always, you know, kind of, I'm a little more worried now about ponds and lakes because I've been hearing more about this blue-green algae and about how toxic it can be for dogs. So, you know, certainly you want to make sure you check and and see if the place you're going is safe. But if you have any concerns or you're seeing any kind of, um, you know, blue-green algae in the water, you definitely want to keep your dog out because it can be very toxic and even deadly in a very short period of time. So you want to be Mm -hmm. safe. So hey, that little doggy pool or sprinkler at the house is also really nice too. So also getting out to the to the patio, you know, um, there's so many more restaurants. I've been so impressed. Um, how many more restaurants are um, offering special days to bring your dog with you and have dinner on the patio and kind of enjoy that before the season's over and, you know, bringing along some some food, you know, and some water for your dog are really important while you're hanging out. They can kind of relax and, and do their own thing too and have their own food. And so that, that, that would also be really nice to kind of eke out some more summer before it's finally over. That's good information. And, you know, it is because you want to hang out with your dogs. You want to hang out in a fun way. And you have your snacks. They have their snacks. And everybody's happy and healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can have a, you can have a great time and, and really and really enjoy the, the weather and just and being around other people, right, and, and people getting to see your dog and meet your dog. That can be a lot of fun. Now, speaking of snacks, I always tell everybody, I always say it on the show, that, that my girls, and they're in the bag that I have right here at the studio, are the little the little jacks, but you have a bunch of, um, you have some great tasting snacks that you have out there that would be good for a fun fall day. Yeah, you know, we have some, we have some really great treats, um, and, you know, 
it's great to be able to give your dog a little bit of variety in their treats if you want. Um, you know, we have the little jacks, which are real nice, small. They're great for small dogs, or they're great for training. If you're do- if you're you know giving some treats on a regular basis, they're about three calories each, so you don't have to feel bad about giving a, a few as you're training um, a particular. You know, mannerism. Uh, also, uh, we have fun flavors, right? Like Yapple Nanas, which is like a banana apple flavored mm-hmm. um, treat. We have uh, Gooberlicious, which is our peanut butter flavored treat. So, so it's really great because you can have some kind of different things. They're like different shapes and they're kind of fun and, um, and you can feel great about them. So, because they, they're made with chicken liver and just dogs just go crazy for the taste of them. I know that my dog, my dog loves it. I switch, I switch up his treats every once in a while and he, he just really enjoys it. And it's, and it's great. It's great to be able to, um, reward them and have them be excited about what they're getting. I know the girls love it too because we have the different flavors and my lure is the little, <laughs> the little jacks like you get their attention really quick. Plus we did use them for training, <laughs> so I you know they know that mm, something good's going to happen. So, but yeah, and as far as like build jack food, where can the listeners go to learn more about it? To because you have so many different types of food. Yeah, you know, come out to our website. That's a great place to start. It's uh, billjack.com, B-I-L-J-A-C.com. We have some great information out there. We have a store locator, so you can type in your zip code or your address or your city and find out where you can find Bill Jack near you. We have um, some a great dog blog that covers a lot of the stuff we talked about today. To, you know, if you're looking for a particular a bit of information um, of how to take care of your dog or even just some fun things like why do dogs dream. We have some great training videos out there. Um, so um, there's a lot of things to do. And we also have a, an email sign-up out there. So you can also sign up for our Best Friends Club and get an email from us once a month. And, you know, we have some special offers in there. So it's a great way to be able to get a few articles from us every month and kind of uh, keep track and find out what's the latest and greatest in the dog world. Well, I thank you very much, Kim, and I wish you and Blizzard a happy Labor Day, a safe and happy Labor Day. So thank you very much. Thank you, and same to you and the girls. (laughs) Thanks. We'll be back in just a minute. Coming up, secure retirement and rehab for working dogs. Stay tuned. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. Mission Canine Rescue is a dedicated animal welfare organization that is saving as many working dogs as possible in hopes of offering them comfortable, peaceful, and loving homes in which to spend the remainder of their lives. Our guest today is Kristen Maurer, president of Mission Canine Rescue. Welcome to the show. And can you tell the listeners a little bit about Mission Canine Rescue and what the group does to help retired working dogs? Hi, yes, thank you for having me. Um, yes, Mission Canine Rescue rescues, reunites, rehomes, rehabilitates, and repairs any retired working dog who has served mankind. Um, that is any 
narcotics dog, explosive detection canine, um, a working dog who has protected us in some way, shape, or form. So can you just tell us what are the five R's, giving working dogs a chance at peaceful retirement? Yeah, of course. Um, we, we rescue the dogs when they are, once they retire, um, we take them into our care um, if they don't have a designated handler to go to. So that is our rescue. We bring them into our care and we rehabilitate them. And then we make sure all of their medical needs are taken care of first. And then we start searching for them a suitable home. Um, but to reunite them is a little bit different. We reunite them with a the handler in which they deployed. So those dogs are the ones that are owned by the Department of Defense. They're military dogs. And once they retire, the military chooses who adopts them. And then once that happens, the handler will reach out to us. And let's say the dog's in Germany and the handler's in the States, they don't have the money to bring the dog back. So we pay to make sure that that happens and reunite them. Um, rehabilitate, that's what we were talking about a little bit ago. And the rehabilitate is, is a lot of these dogs come back with PTSD, not not just health issues, but mental health issues and emotional issues, um, just like our two-legged, our four-legged deal with the same type of thing. And so we rehab them. These dogs are kenneled their entire life. They're isolated their entire life. They just work with one handler at a time. They're not around other dogs. They aren't socialized in that way. So we bring them into our care and we start a socialization process to get them used to other dogs more than, than and also used to having more than one handler. Our employees at our facility, we make sure that nobody deals with just one dog. Every dog gets contact with every one of our employees and every one of our volunteers that come through. That way, they're used to being around more than just the one person at a time. Um, once we do that, we try to get them ready for a home life. And so to do that, we bring them inside, we play with them, we, we, we deal with them on a different level. Um, the people who handle them overseas are called handlers. We call ourselves unhandlers. We're taking a working dog and rehabbing it back into becoming a pet. And so that's, that's our rehab. Um, we repair that one is just that uh, any medical issues. These dogs train much like professional athletes their entire lives. They work and train that way. And so when they retire, they also have a lot of the same issues. They have knee, hip, joint type issues, not to mention any other medical conditions because they are older when they retire. So we take care of all those medical care, medical conditions before we adopt them out to a home. Uh, now, where are today's working dogs? Where are they typically in service? And like, what kind of work is it that they do? There's there's so many different kinds of working dogs, but we have um, we have the military dogs, and we also have contract working dogs. These are dogs that do the same job as the military dogs, and but they're owned by private contractors who contract with the Department of Defense or large companies in order to they search for explosives, they search for uh, narcotics, and there's also uh, customs and border patrol dogs, police canines. Um, that go on the front line to protect our officers and our citizens daily. Um, we we have another type of dog that we've brought into our care. They're called vaporweight canines. And what they do is they go into crowds and they, they will sniff the air and find, say, a suicide bomber. They call them the suicide bomber dogs. And they've become really, really relevant here in the United States since the Boston Marathon. Um, and bombing. And so now you'll see dogs walking through crowds of football games and 
and parades, and those dogs are actually doing a service. They're doing a job, making sure that the citizens are safe. So we take those into our care as well. Wow. Now, given the high-intensity environments that these dogs, you know, they live and they work in for their entire lives, what kind of rehabilitation is necessary to help them to go from a working dog to a pet? You know, every dog is different. Um, some dogs, you can bring them into your care, and they're they're so emotionally stable, and they're they're happy, and they get along with other dogs, and so they go they'll go directly into a home. I mean, it doesn't take long. We have them maybe a week, possibly two. Some dogs come into our care with a lot of emotional issues. They've they've struggled overseas. They have PTSD. We're about to bring a military dog into our care with PTSD mm-hmm. because of what they have experienced um, with explosives and the high-stress environment that they've worked in. So those dogs take a little time to come into our care and just relax. Um, and just learn how to be, A, to be a dog, but also to kind of learn how to trust again and not be so fearful. And that takes a little time, and it just takes a lot of of um, tender, loving care. We baby the dogs. We do just the opposite of what they expect in the military. Like I said, we're unhandlers. We're over there. These dogs work for their toy. They work. They crave what we call it. It's called a Kong or a ball. And they, that's what they work for. They're trying to find, they're not finding bombs, they're finding their toy. And so they only get their toy when they do their job. So for us, the first thing we do when they come into our facility is we give them five or six of them. We go, here you go. You're never going to have to work for this again. And that's where, it, that's the beginning of their transition because that, that causes them stress to have to give that toy up all the time. So we just give it to them to where it becomes less of a stressor. Then we make sure their medical uh, care is taken care of so that way um, they're not in pain and that, because that's another stressor. So we want to make sure that their health is up and they're, they're eating well and they're, they've gained weight if they've lost it or they've lost weight if they're too heavy when they come into us. We want to make sure that they're completely healthy. So the, the, the rehab is not just physical, it's mental too, these dogs, they just have a lot of issues. They don't have, they, like I said before, they're, they're not used to being around other dogs. So it takes them time to learn how to be with other dogs. And, and what we do is we have in our facility inside, we have air conditioned and heated kennels that have five by 10 runs with beds and, and the whole nine yards. And so they're comfortable in there. But as much as we can during the day, if it's not too hot, or in the mornings and evenings, if it is, we have them out in 30 by 30 yards. Each dog has a 30 by 30 yard, and they're connected by the other, by a fence, so the dogs can see each other. And it's not a high-stress environment like a kennel because they have all this room. So next thing you know, first they want to kill each other. By the end, they're playing back and forth because they're getting to know, hey, these guys are kind of fun, you know. So we're just decompressing them at our facility is what we're doing. Just what you're saying is so inspiring and amazing because, you know, you know that these dogs have gone through a lot. Now, what is actually the process or what's involved in getting the dogs into new homes? We have adopters, potential adopters fill out an application, um, and then we go through it with a fine-tooth comb. We're very specific about who gets these dogs. We, We pick the dog for the adopter because rather than the adopter pick the dog. And the reason why is because we look at the adopter's um, application and their lifestyle, their activity level. If they have, you know, if they're 
people that just kind of like to sit around and read and enjoy themselves comfortably, we're not going to give them a high-energy dog. We're going to give them one that's, that's closer to just wanting to be on a sofa. Um, or if you have a, a activity level of somebody who's, who wants to hike and bike and out there, then we're not going to give them one that just wants to retire on a sofa. So we're real specific about that. We, we, we make sure that we have the right adopter um, for the dog. It's, it's critical to us. Um, and then once we pick an adopter, then we transport. Some of the adopters want to come and meet the dog at our facility, in which we welcome that 100%. If they can't and they're across the nation, we'll we'll drive them to them and so that we can make sure that this is the right home. Um, we, the way we do it, we have about a 98% success rate um, because we've, we've worked out kind of the kinks on this. So a few have fallen through the cracks and we've brought them back and we found them a different home and, and that works out well too. But, um, but it's really important for us to be hands on when we do this. We don't, we, we do it physically ourselves because we want to make sure that these dogs are going into the right home. Now, there's something also new that is helping, like in a fundraising aspect. Can you tell us about um, the partnership of Mission Canine Rescues with Zippy Paws? Yes, it's been amazing to us. They are raising funds by selling a stuffed animal for us, and um, they've been incredible last year. I think they raised 25000 wow. a little over $25,000 for us. Um, by selling these and donating the proceeds to us. It's been incredible. We we were real surprised when they reached out to us in the beginning, and we're very honored that they're willing to do this for us for a second year. It's just amazing. It's amazing that they picked you. They selected you. They were looking for a, a great charity, and they found you guys, Mission Canine Rescue, and they're doing this. So that says a lot about you guys, too, I think. Well, thank you, but we were completely humbled. I mean, it was just so... <laughs> Amazing when they contacted us. We were so excited, you know. <laughs> um, and then when we found out what they were doing and, and, and what they were raising, we were just it just in awe. So we're very, very grateful. And for us, every dollar counts. We um, In medical bills, we're just doing the numbers right now. Um, and our rough numbers for medical bills that we spent last year was $214,000. Oh and that's the rough numbers. I think it's going to go up from there. Wow. So that's just medical bills alone. Our budget is is, is quite large. Um, just caring for these dogs and having, having the facility, um, it really costs money. And for them to do this for us was just humbling. Well, and it's the wonderful work that you guys do. I mean, you're you're very Thank specific, you. and the work that you're doing is just so and so inspiring. And it's and I don't think a lot of people know about these working dogs and what they go through in in order to bring them back and put them in an environment so they can be adopted. Like there's so much work that goes into it, so I commend you and I thank you for that. And and I want to thank ask you. you, where can the listeners go to learn more about Mission Canine Rescue, and also where they could buy their Zippy Paws toy for you guys? Um, they can go to our website at missioncaninerescue.org, or they can go to our Facebook page, and that's uh, Mission Canine Rescue, or they can go to zippypaws.com, I believe. And um, and they have our they have the uh, the link to the toy, um, which is is amazing to us. And and like I said, we're very grateful. 
Wow. And very well deserved. And I, I wish you the best of luck with it. And, and Kristen, I want to thank you for being our guest today. And I want to thank you for like all the valuable inspirational work that you're doing with these retired working dogs and Mission Canine Rescue. You're really making a difference. And you're not only making a difference in the dog's lives, you're making a difference in the people's lives who are bringing them into their homes after all of that wonderful work that you do. And it's important that the listeners know that there is an organization out there that does this for these wonderful dogs who have put their lives on the line for us. So I thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very grateful and thank you for getting the word out. It, it helps us tremendously and we're incredibly grateful to you oh. as well. And um, just so you know, if you want to adopt one of the dogs, <laughs> you know, they're like potato chips. Once you get one, you become addicted. Let's just say people want to adopt a dog, want to make a mm-hmm. donation or, you okay. know, work with you in some way. Where can they go again? They can go to our website at www.mission, the letter K, number nine, rescue.org, or they can go to our Facebook page, which is, um, uh, I think, Mission Canine or Mission Canine Rescue. Um, you can check out that, or if they want to get one of the toys, I believe they can go to zippypaws.com. Awesome. I appreciate you being on the show and best of luck. And thank you again for all that you're doing. You guys are making a tremendous, tremendous impact in the world. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. We'll be back in just a moment. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from PetLifeRadio. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say... Please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show, and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.